Mail-in ballots for everybody. It's December 12th, 2023, and these are your headlines. Texas Democrats are once again challenging a state election law that limits no-excuse mail-in voting to voters age 65 years or older, appealing their case to the U.S. Supreme Court after lower courts rejected their claims. So Democrats want federal courts to overturn state law here in Texas and allow everyone to vote by mail, a process that we know from what we have seen is more vulnerable to fraud and abuse than in-person voting. Under Texas law, only those who are 65 or older, disabled, in jail, or outside their home county during an election are eligible to vote by mail. Attorneys from Texas and California filed a petition last week asking the Supreme Court to review Democrats' claims that state-imposed age limits on voting by mail violate the Constitution's 26th Amendment. In that case, the petitioner said the case is an ideal vehicle for resolving an important question of constitutional law. Texas Democrats, meanwhile, have unsuccessfully pursued universal no-excuse vote-by-mail for years, along with other policies that make voting less secure. We saw this in the lead-up to the 2020 election. You might remember Democrats attempted to bypass the Texas legislature and use the courts and coronavirus fears to push their preferred policies. Texas Democrat Party filed a lawsuit in early 2020 seeking to make voting by mail universal, again, using the COVID-19 outbreak as an excuse. A federal district court ruled in their favor, saying that Texas's law limiting no-excuse voting was unconstitutional, as applied during the pandemic. However, when the state appealed, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals rejected the Democrats' arguments sent the case back to the district court. Democrats appealed to the Supreme Court, which rejected their petition for review. It's hard to follow. It's horse racing of, uh, of legal cases. The Democrats then changed their argument. They changed it to say that Texas's mail ballot age restriction is unconstitutional, regardless of COVID-19 concerns. The district court dismissed that claim, and the Democrats appealed to the Fifth Circuit, in September, the appellate court also ruled against the Democrats and affirmed the district court's decision that the age limit for voting by mail does not violate the 26th Amendment. And so now Democrats are again asking the Supreme Court to consider their claims. A response is due by January 8th. Well, it's happened. Texas A&M University's Board of Regents has now officially named Mark Welsh as president of the university. We've talked about him before. Welsh has faced criticism for the past several months over his support for diversity, equity, and inclusion principles, his belief in white privilege, and his past position serving as an Obama appointee to the Joint Chiefs of Staff. But despite Welsh's support for ideologies that embroiled Texas A&M in a scandal over the summer, the Board of Regents has appointed him as the new president of the university and college station. Texas A&M attempted to hire and then scaled back an employment offer for a DEI-promoting professor this summer, who eventually turned down the job and ultimately led to the former president resigning over the scandal. Welsh, who had been the dean of the university's Bush School of Government since 2016, was appointed interim president. Now, he retired from the U.S. Air Force as a four-star general and Obama appointed to the Joint Chiefs of Staff. As dean, Welsh supported DEI initiatives. 
He's also expressed support for the leftist ideology as recently as August. The Texas A&M Board of Regents released this statement regarding Welsh's appointment as president. They said the board is certain that General Welsh will make a Texas-sized impact as president of our world-class flagship. His remarkable career embodies Aggie core values. Now his mission is to raise Texas A&M's national stature in research, education, and student experience. Like other public universities in the state, Texas A&M is overseen by a board of regents. Those are the people that approved Welsh's hiring. Those people are appointed by Governor Greg Abbott and confirmed by the Texas Senate. Why get your news from people who don't share your values? Get news stories from Texas Scorecard. We provide real news for real Texans. Go to texasscorecard.com today. Lastly, with bill filing deadline now having passed us yesterday, we can officially say every Republican who opposed school choice in the Texas House now finds themselves facing a challenger in the upcoming Republican primary. So despite being a priority of the Republican Party of Texas and Governor Greg Abbott, last month, 21 Democrats joined, uh, 21 Republicans joined Democrats in voting to remove a school choice program from a school spending proposal. Now, each of those 21 members are either leaving the legislature or facing intraparty opposition. Now, the first list, those not running for re-election, of those 21 include Kyle Cassell, Andrew Murr, who also led the impeachment against Attorney General Ken Paxton, For Price, John Rainey, and Ed Thompson. Those people voted against school choice, but have also said that they're not running for re-election. Those that have opponents now are the rest of them. They include Steve Allison, Ernest Bales, Keith Bell, Dwayne Burns, Travis Clardy, Drew Darby, Jay Dean, Charlie Guerin, Justin Holland, Ken King, John Kemple, Stan Lambert, Glenn Rogers, Hugh Shine, Reggie Smith, and Gary Van Deaver. Governor Abbott, meanwhile, has begun to endorse several challengers to these incumbents, with more expected to come out over the coming days and weeks. U.S. Senator Ted Cruz also says he will be working to unseat those Republican members. The Republican primary election takes place March 5th, 2024. For more of today's stories, head to texasscorecard.com.